Hello and welcome back to the Future Work Life Podcast. My name is Ollie Henderson and in today's show I'm tackling chapter four of my book which focuses on the work-life flywheel itself and introduces the ideas behind the flywheel and why I prefer it to the principles of balance. In fact the chapter is called Forget Balance, You Need a Flywheel. Right, so language. I think it's pretty important language determines often how we behave as much as describing how we behave um, and you know there are various phrases which we just chuck around in life which we just assume to be right and I think it's lazy thinking often and work-life balance is one of those ideas you know the easy answer to so many things related to work and work stress is oh you need better work-life balance well it didn't work for me in fact for me it became almost as anxiety inducing than it did in relieving that anxiety because I constantly felt like I was failing achieving balance and through the research from my book and I spoke to hundreds of people I surveyed over 4,000 people one of the main findings was I realized most people don't find balance in fact nobody I spoke to said they found this perfect work-life balance because of course finding a perfect equilibrium between work and life is impossible it's never possible to get this perfect result and from what I found most people want to feel a sense of progress they want to feel like they're moving forward so I started thinking if not balance then what and look you know I'm not the first person to address this problem in fact go to Stu Friedman who's at Wharton School of Business and he's been looking at this for 25 years he runs the work-life integration project um, and as you might expect from the title, he advocates the idea of integrating work and life. He's got a much more pragmatic, realistic view of the relationship to one another. And, and to quote what Stu said, you can't have it all, complete success in all corners of your life all at the same time. No one can. But even though it can seem impossible to bring these four domains into greater alignment, it doesn't have to be impossible. Conflict and stress aren't inevitable. Harmony is possible. So I agree. And I thought integration was a decent way of describing it, but it didn't really capture this idea of movement. So what I did was go back to the source of many of my ideas, which is, sadly, I am a geek, business books. And, um, you know, there's many business phrases which have become part of our daily lexicon, certainly if you work in the startup and entrepreneurial world. And I talk about some of these in the book. So, for example, if you've read The Lean Startup, Eric Reese's book, you're probably familiar with the idea of a MVP, a minimum viable product, that version of the product which does the job just well enough to be able to demonstrate whether there's a need or not. Um, and Jim Collins, who is the uh, person behind this idea of the flywheel, is famous for his ideas. He came up with BHAG or Big Hairy Audacious Goal and also the hedgehog effect. But flywheel was the idea which really lodged in my mind because it's all about movement. It's all about interconnected parts of a business model which feed into one another none of them are independently more important than another they have to work together in order to build momentum and get this flywheel turning now in good to great which is the book that jim collins introduces the idea of the flywheel effect he mentions a quote by his mentor robert bergelman who also taught at stanford school for business and he said the greatest danger in business and life lies not in outright failure in achieving success without understanding why you were successful in the first place so i like this idea i like the principle that actually thinking about a model thinking about a way that you design your work life can have a much more long-lasting effect than just hoping things fit together so when i started investigating how other people did it 
that's when I was looking for common characteristics or common ideas that they would apply to their daily habits and to the way they thought about their futures and, of course, and by extension, the way they were designing their work lives day to day and week by week. Um, and I identified these six key parts, and I mentioned this in the introduction podcast a couple of days ago. And these six parts show up again and again in the work lives of the people I spoke to and the people I've researched who have got this sustainable, forward-moving approach to their work lives. And it starts with mindset, a mindset of open-mindedness to new experiences, an open-mindedness to the fact that you can achieve new things and that you can grow. A clear understanding of what really matters to you, where you actually want to spend your time, and because of that, how you start thinking about goals. Now, once you get that in place, that gives you the opportunity to be creative. And creativity just shows up in the lives of every successful entrepreneur and business leader that um, I'm looking at. And of course, it's more and more important because as technology continues to advance and you know, we have a conversation at the moment around AI, creativity still lies at the heart of whether you could make a big difference to your organizations, the companies you work for, and of course, then your careers. Now, that feeds into experimentation because you can be creative, but you have to be willing to take risks and any innovative Work culture depends upon an environment in which people are able to take risks and able to learn from those uh, experiments quickly. And by doing that, you attract certain type of people to you. And it's the sort of people who share your philosophy, your ethos in the way that you think about work in your career and, of course, and the world in general. So that's your community. And of course, the nature of communities changed over the past few years, and particularly as so many of us aren't going into the office as much or at all in some cases. So the ways in which we engage with that community are changing and they will continue to change. So that's something we're going to talk about in later chapters. Now, of course, all of these experiences give us opportunity to learn. Now, learning's always been important, but because of the rate of technological change, we're having to do this far more regularly and far more quickly. And no longer are we living the three-stage life, education, work, employment. Now we are living what Linda Gratton describes as a multi-stage life in which we may work for a few years, have to take some time out, change career. You know, very much describing the process that I write about in the book and I'm experiencing myself, which is, you know, having to pivot and learn new things. Um, And so learning is critically important, but the breakthroughs only happen when we stop, rest, reflect on the progress that we're making. And that is what reinforces the mindset, which can get our flywheel turning. So to summarize, perfectly balancing work and life is impossible. And rather than looking for momentary harmony, you need a model that enables constant progress. Now, the flywheel effect, as Jim Collins describes it, occurs when all parts of a business model feed into one another. They're interdependent. They create a virtuous circle. And an effective flywheel is never static. It's always evolving. It's always moving. Each part feed into one another. And that's what creates the movement. That's what creates momentum. And that's what creates success. So that's the World Life Flywheel Model. And in tomorrow's episode, we're going to start talking about mindset and in particular, the importance of keeping an open mind.